My name is Andrew Krause. I'm one of the co-founders here at InventRight, where we've been coaching and mentoring inventors for the last 23 years with students in over 65 countries. And what do we coach them to do? To license their products. So it's that big company's money, it's their workforce, and it's their existing distribution. You don't need to raise money. You don't need to hire employees. You don't need to start a business, but you can bring your new product and your invention to market. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about getting invention help getting help with your invention in the right way. And this, we're gonna do two parts. This part one is more of the, the big picture view, the 40,000 foot view, what have you. And then I'm gonna do a part two that gets into the nitty gritty of things. So let's go big picture view on the right way you can get help with your invention. But before we do that, we need to talk about this massive, huge, incredible misperception that inventors have about bringing a product to market. So inventors basically, the vast majority of inventors, 95% of inventors, they make it up. For some reason, the average person on the street with an idea thinks they know the right way to bring a product to market. And they're making a lot of assumptions and those assumptions are really wrong. And it's gonna have you getting help from the wrong people and doing things at the wrong time and it will mess you up big time. Sometimes you can recover from that. You could always recover, but sometimes it's so disheartening that you just forget about your invention and you stop and you stop moving forward. So what is the proper way to do things? Well, the proper way is first to understand the process. But before I tell you the proper way, let's tell you the improper way that most people are doing it. Most people, the very first thing they're doing, they're going, well, I got a great idea. And your Uncle Joe or your spouse says, that's a great idea. What do they say? It's an encouraging thing, but it's the wrong thing to do. And they say, well, oh, that's a great idea. You better get a patent on that. Well, now consider that a compliment. What they mean is that's a great idea. You better protect it because everybody's going to want to knock it off. Consider it a compliment, but also consider it extremely extremely poor advice. That is never the first step. Now, I'm not saying you don't get a patent on a product. I'm saying it's not the first step. But if the first step is for you to not to study the marketplace, not to look at the other things in the marketplace, not to look at how you might need to change the product a little, because the vast majority of the time you're gonna need to change a product. And the very first thing you do is you go off and you go, well, I've never seen it before. And I think this is a great idea. All my friends and family are telling me it's a great idea. So I'll go to a patent attorney. And as long as this is the really messed up mindset, this is, I'm getting a little in the minutia in my video number two, I'm getting really in the minutia. If this patent attorney does a patent search and it comes back clean, they say, I don't see any issues. Therefore, the idea is a good idea. No, it doesn't validate that your idea is a good idea. Just because a patent attorney says, well, based on your invention, I don't see any issues. We did a, first of all, patent searches quite often aren't done right or done well. You never find everything. Based on a patent search, I didn't find anything that will, I believe will conflict. We don't know, patent will say, I don't know what you can grant or not, but I don't believe it will. And to then go, okay, my idea makes sense, false. And my idea is good, false. Instead, what you should have done is you should have done a market search, not a patent search, going to a patent attorney, and doing a patent search is never ever 1000% of the time, this is not legal advice, seek the service attorney if you're looking for legal advice, the first thing that you do. 
The first thing you do is a market search, okay? You study the marketplace. What we teach our students to do and our members to do is to look to get onto Google Images, to get onto Google Shopping, to get onto Amazon. But for, you know, you're not on Amazon if it's an industrial product sometimes. So Google Images is a great way to find stuff there. Those are three, three really good, there's other search techniques, but Google Images, Google Shopping, and Amazon for consumer products. Great way to search. And your, your goal is not to prove that the product doesn't exist. Your goal is to study the marketplace and go, oh, okay, there's those products there and those products there. And there's the price ranges from here to here and stuff in this area. And some people, that product has like half of the features of mine, but mine has this or that. Really study the marketplace and figure out, oh, it fit in over here or it fit in over there. And your mindset is not, these all suck. Mine's better than everything else, which is, or I'm just here to do the search to prove there's nothing like my idea. That's not what you're trying to prove at all. That's another massive misperception. You're instead trying to figure out how does my product fit in amongst these other products that are generally on the same shelf as this product in the store or in the same category if it's on a website? How does it fit in? Does it make sense? Does it complete? compete? Does it have a USP, unique selling proposition for um, that product category? Does it have something that's unique and different? And it could be somewhat like a bunch of stuff, but oh, it has this little extra something, or it could be really different. But you have to acknowledge yourself how it fits in. All these other products do not suck. Your product isn't better than everything else, but it's better in this way or that way. So, but so this massive, if so, getting back to the topic, if you're getting invention help, healthier invention, and you have this misperception, as most people do. First thing to do, I got to protect it. Hell no. You got to research it. You got to study the marketplace. That's step number one in the Invent Right system. Study the marketplace. Use Google Images. Use Google Shopping. Use Amazon. Look for everything that is out there. And you don't spend 10 minutes. I'm talking two, three, four, five hours. Okay? Because are you going to do all this work down the road? And Because guess what? When you approach a marketing manager to license your product, to them, to this big company. They know what else is out there. You can't be a horse with blinders on pretending like you don't know what's out there. And you don't want to have wasted all that energy. You made a sell sheet, you made a prototype, you reached out to companies and they're like, well, how does this make sense given this and this? You need to know what else is in the marketplace. So, but if you're seeking help from an attorney up front and you didn't do your research, you did things in the wrong order, it could cost you tens of thousands of dollars. Stupid, don't do it. Don't do it, okay? Now, another misperception, the two biggest misperceptions is I got to protect myself and I need a prototype. You don't need to do either of those at this point. Now, I'm not saying you're not going to do either of those. I'm saying at this point, wrong order. You got to do things in the right order when you're looking for help with your invention and you got to do the right things. So also finding somebody. So I mentioned, don't just run into an attorney. That's never a thing to do. I don't care about a patent search at the beginning. I care about a market search. And then you'll just change the product maybe to accommodate the market. Then later you can do a patent search. Okay. So you need to accommodate the marketplace, not what is or isn't patented. There's all sorts of stuff that people patent. It doesn't make sense. It's not manufacturable. It's not manufacturable at a reasonable price. Don't think that getting a patent is a validation of your idea. Now, when you protect a product and it's based on studying the marketplace and you're protecting what you know is marketable in the marketplace, that's smart. 
But even there, it doesn't make sense to get a patent. You're going to get a provisional patent application, which is only $60 now. And then if you get interest from a company within that year, the provisional gives you, then you'll file a full utility patent. Okay. So if you start getting back to the topic, getting help with your invention, if you're getting help from the wrong people, a patent attorney, a prototyper, at the wrong time, everything is mucked up. And people get a false sense. You get people get such a false sense of moving forward by throwing 10 grand at a patent attorney, five grand at a prototyper. And I talk to people all the time. Well, I'm really far along. I'm like, what have you done? Well, I filed a patent with a patent attorney and I got this fancy prototype done. I'm like, uh, so you mean you did everything wrong instead of I'm far along? I'm like, you're not far along. Now, if they'd done their research, maybe in some situations, but I'd still file a provisional. I wouldn't file a utility patent. Okay. Because a lot of changes are going to happen, right? And quite often with the prototype, you're not selling your prototype. You're selling the benefit of your product. If you could have done a virtual prototype and throw that picture into a sell sheet, into a marketing piece and done some good marketing piece, and the company looks at it and goes, oh, yeah, I get that. Why did you spend five grand on a prototype? So two biggest mistakes that inventors make is patent prototype, patent prototype, patent prototype. Those are not the first things you guys do. You, the first thing you do is you study the marketplace. So getting back to the big picture here, if you're hiring the wrong people at the wrong time to do the wrong thing, you will screw yourself every which way till Tuesday, financially, massively time-wise. Huge time suck, huge financial suck. But these people that just throw money at patents and prototypes, and I'm not saying that some of you out there that if you made a prototype or even spent money on a prototype or filed a full utility patent, I'm not saying 100% of you are wrong to do that. But the vast majority of the time, if you're wanting to license this thing and not start your own business, that those are the wrong things to do most of the time, not all the time, because we do this show and sometimes people go, oh, but that doesn't apply. And sometimes it doesn't apply, but the vast majority of the time, those are not the first things to do. So getting help from an attorney, getting help from a prototyper when you haven't studied the marketplace is a huge, huge risk. Also, the other, the third, the trifecta here, the third thing, assuming the only way you can bring a product to market is to start a company. And if you assume that and you didn't know that you can license this to a big company and have do all the work, do all the money, use their employees, then, yeah, you it might makes sense to get a prototype if you're going to make and sell it yourself and makes sense to file a full utility patent but if you have this other path called licensing where it's their money and it's their workforce and it's their distribution you didn't realize you had that path you're not getting help from the right people because you don't need to get a prototype you don't need to get a patent you get a provisional patent instead of a patent you do a sell sheet with a virtual prototype maybe or something you cobble together and doesn't even need to work because it's obvious how it's going to work. Why do you spend all that money on a prototype? So three big things, going to a patent attorney, assuming you need a prototype and assuming you need to start a company. So you're going to be getting help from the wrong people. You know. So let's say you start a company. Well, I was selling Amazon, so I'll take a Amazon course. I'll sell Amazon. Well, what if you realize you could just approach you know 20 30 companies and license it to one really huge company is going to do better than you could ever do because the volume they do is crazy and you're not going to launch a business and sell half a million units or 50,000 units or whatever is relevant for your particular product so be 
very careful about who you get help from. And then don't get me started on on invention promotion companies. In my next video, I'm going to talk about invention promotion companies because there's a lot to talk about there. I never talk about companies specifically, but in general. So now if you go with invention promotion company, your intent is to license. And so we're going to get into that on part two of this. But big picture, be careful about who you get help from. Do things in the right order. Realize that licensing is a business model. Don't get a false sense of moving forward by spending money with a, with a prototyper or a patent attorney or assuming that you need to raise money because you don't need to raise money when you're licensing because you think you're starting a business. So realize you got this path, the licensing business model. Now you can look at both and you can decide which path you want to take. On video number two, we can talk a little bit about that. So I'm going to do another part to getting help with your invention the right way. And so make sure to check that out. Hopefully this is helpful to a lot of you. For those of you who've been following for a long time, you're like, I kind of got that, Andrew, but hey, it was good pep talk maybe. Keep my head on straight. Um, but in part two, we're going to get into more minutia with getting help from the right people at the right time. Okay, so take care, everybody. Keep inventing, and we'll catch up with you guys next time. See ya.